WAFF based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Megan, thanks for joining us today. I know you're very busy, so we appreciate your time talking about your recent reporting on how abortion laws that could be changing may impact Alabama residents. Yeah, happy to be here, Ryan. Thanks for having me. No, no, our pleasure. Okay, want to get to it. What is, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, the Supreme Court's uh, initial draft was released indicating that is a possibility, what would happen in Alabama? So the abortion laws here are really interesting because you might think Alabama, conservative state, it's a trigger state, but it actually isn't. So the abortion laws right here, we do have an amendment that does, quote, protect the lives of the unborn. So really no pro-choice laws can be enacted. But right now, so you may remember two years ago in 2019, a little over two years ago, um, we did see that they the legislature did pass a law and it was signed by the governor that would make, you know, giving abortions, attempting abortions a felony in Alabama. But, you know, that got intercepted by a lawsuit from the ACLU, sure. from Planned Parenthood, and that's been in a lawsuit ever since it was enacted. So it was never put into place. And the state leaders, they did say that we know with Roe v. Wade that this is not an enforceable law, that they that abortions would still be legal here with Roe v. Wade still in place. So I did talk to some of the sponsors of this bill asking if Roe v. Wade is removed, you know, would that remove the lawsuit? What would happen there? And they're just like, we don't know yet. We haven't seen the whole opinion. And so they don't know exactly what will happen with this law when Roe v. Wade gets overturned. So it's kind of a wait and see with that. But like I said, it's really interesting because you would think that like several of our neighbor states, that it would be a trigger law, that abortion would suddenly be illegal. But that is not the case here. There's a lot more steps to that. Yeah, it is surprising to hear, and I think that's one reason why Alabama is such an interesting case, because most states right now, it's either a trigger law, uh, politicians are threatening to increase uh, abortion restrictions, or they're just going to be, there's not going to be any changes if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Alabama's the rare one where you have a lawsuit that is pending, uh, that's being being taken up by the court system, and even if Roe versus Wade is overturned, it seems like politicians have to, to wait and see what happens with that. Exactly. So I want to go over your great reporting. You talked to uh, the only clinic in northern Alabama about their concerns of how things will be different if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Yeah, so they're really just one of four clinics in the whole state of Alabama. I think the closest one to us from here is Birmingham, which is about two hours away. And they are concerned that with Roe v. Wade, if it overturns, then they will get shut down. They, The CEO who I talked to, he was like, we're pretty sure that it would get shut down. And so that is their concern. But I did talk, when I talked to the lawyers from the ACLU, from Planned Parenthood, they did say that they would try to fight the law if they would try to overturn Roe v. Wade. And they try to put some laws in Alabama that they would try to fight those. So the abortion clinic, they are really concerned about their future and they just, but we just don't know what's going to happen exactly because could be more lawsuits. We don't sure. know what's going to happen with this one, but they are concerned that they will be shut down and they're dealing with so many appointments. Like I said, in my reporting, you know, it was just, I, the CEO could get on the phone with me for 10 minutes. He was like, this is all I can do today. We're so booked. 
when I asked to talk to the clinic staff, they were like, we are booked, booked, booked. When I went in, I went into the clinic and the parking lot was filled and it took a while to be able to talk to them just because they were so busy. They're seeing people as far away as Texas because they have a really restrictive um, abortion law there. And then I, just a few days ago, their neighboring state, Oklahoma, which people were going there for abortion appointments, they enacted a really restrictive abortion law. And so you wouldn't think that if you went into the abortion clinic, there would be people from states away, but there are, there really a lot of people are coming here. Yeah, and that is um, one of the things that a lot of abortion rights activists are concerned about, and you're seeing it there in Alabama, the spillover effect. Um, just because one state changes their laws and makes abortion either illegal or more restrictive, we're already seeing, because Texas has done that, Oklahoma has done that, we're seeing other states whose laws haven't changed yet impacted. So it seems like maybe Alabama is seeing already the impact that a lot of abortion rights activists are very concerned about. Yes, for sure, definitely. The, um, what did the, uh, the, the clinic spokesperson that you, you talked to say about the spillover aspect and just kind of how um, it impacts their daily, daily lives and how he thinks it could impact clinics that are in states that will not change their, uh, their laws? Yeah, he talked to me a lot about the wait list of a half. And, you know, when people are pregnant each week, is impactful and uh, really impacts when they get their abortion, where they are in their pregnancy. And you may have a wait list for the states that do keep abortions legal. Their wait list, they expect to be three, four, five weeks long, according to the CEO at the Alabama Women's Center. And it's just a huge impact, and especially just the weight on the staff, on the leaders, on the abortion rights activists there, just such a huge influx of of um of appointments yeah uh you, you talked to somebody who um is in favor of rover's way being overturned and, and potentially getting rid of uh, abortion in alabama what they have to say he said that he has been working on on this for decades now he's he's very well known in this community it's reverend james henderson i talked to him and he said that this just couldn't come fast enough. He's been wanting this to happen for a really long time and just waiting to see abortion clinics get shut down. Yeah. Um, is there any talks among local uh, local leaders, maybe the reverence part of this, of increasing uh, facilities, um, nonprofits that help out new mothers? Is there any talk in the your community about maybe finding more resources for them? Yeah, he did talk to me a little bit about increasing resources when it comes to adoption and things like yeah. that. We did not go into specifics about that. He didn't give me much about that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, well, Megan Plotka, reporter for WAFF, we appreciate what you, your time and, and all your great reporting over the past couple of days. Um, anything else you're covering along these lines? Of course, nothing is set in stone yet. And as we talked about, Alabama is such a fascinating situation where they don't have the trigger law in place and they may not be able to make any changes right away because of a, a previous lawsuit. But anything else you're covering, anything else we should know? Yeah, I guess what I'm covering right now, what I'm trying to get to the bottom of, of why this has been tied up in a lawsuit for so long. What are the legal barriers there? What is kind of keeping this stagnant and who are the major players in this? Now we do know one district judge, he, he's the one who's been following this case. He's the one that's been handling this case. And so just really figuring out sure. what the 
what the holdup is. Megan Plotka, reporter for WAFF, Huntsville, Alabama. Excellent work over the past couple of days, and we really appreciate you taking a few moments uh, to explain this to us on Local News Live. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan.